we're all happy. We're all nervous. We're all excited. We all feel like we're going to throw up. Memorize that. Welcome back, everybody, to Where's My Stick? My name's Danielle. I'm Kelsey. I'm Christy. Today, we have a couple of different topics that we want to talk about. I think the first thing that we wanted to do is talk about why we started the podcast. And, I mean, I'll give a little preference. We're on episode, like, 12, I believe. We were just on the Odd Man Rush podcast. So if you haven't listened to it, um, it's on our Twitter account once again. But um, listen to it. Anyway, we were on there, and Tony asked us, like, why did we start our podcast? And we just gave a little bit brief overview of it. But after listening to it, I felt like I personally didn't explain why I, I wanted to start a podcast or why we started a podcast in general. So we're just going to do like a quick synopsis of why we started the podcast. So I guess I'll go first just because I'm already talking. But um, I I really wanted to start a podcast because I felt like there were no Penguins podcasts out there um, consistently that talked about the Penguins and talked about like the rest of the league and now that i i mean now that we started the podcast there's actually a couple different penguins podcasts that um now that i listen to and i also want to say that we there's misunderestimated podcast and their girl talking about the penguins so i didn't want to i want to give them a little plug because there there are other girls talking about the penguins so anyway yeah i wanted to um i just felt like no one was talking about the penguins that I knew consistently, um, and then also I felt like I just had a lot, a lot to say about hockey, and I had no one to talk to about it. And so this podcast really does uh, give us or give me an opportunity to talk about the Penguins, all my other teams, hockey in general, and so I think that's why one of the major reasons why I wanted to start a podcast anyway. I sort of felt the same way. Like I wanted to talk about it a little bit more and sounds a little strange, but I guess learn more about it because I feel like if I was, you know, doing something like this, I would be forced to not just pay attention to like my favorite teams, but also be more aware of what's going on in general. Um, And I just wanted the opportunity to talk more about hockey and just um, have fun and sort of share my thoughts about what the Penguins are doing and what's going on in the league. So that's why I joined. I just thought it would be fun. And it is so much fun. <laughs> I um I wanted to kind of do a podcast because I feel like um we offer a different perspective than perhaps a lot of like um normal normalized like a podcast and stuff and probably just like a podcast. I hadn't seen one that was mostly all women talking about like the penguins and we could offer actual like in-depth analysis on other teams. So I thought that we would be different. So that's why I wanted to do it. And I don't talk about hockey really in my real life. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. In my non-Twitter life, I rarely talk about hockey. Yeah. It's actually shocking how much I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm always kind of thinking about it, but I'm never actually talking about it. So it's just like a lot going on in my head about hockey. Exactly. And I feel like I definitely agree with you, Kelsey. I've learned so much just like this season um, about hockey and so many different teams and like everything about like just hockey in general is just so different. And to be honest, like even if you take out the sport, like the on ice product, like there's still so much to talk about in hockey because they're always doing something like the NHL is always doing something. 
teams, GMs, like, it's, the business side of it is super interesting as well. And, like, interesting maybe not in, like, it's, like, like interesting in, like, a good way. <laughs> it's just, like, really, you're treating your players like that? But, yeah. Okay. So that was just basically, like, us, why we started this podcast. Um, so next, we're going to do this, like, 30-second update because we didn't record last week. Um, <laughs> I got, I had my wisdom teeth out and my mouth was just like, <laughs> so we wanted to do, like, 30-second updates on some of the, some of the big topics last week. So I have a little cup here. I'll, I, Kelsey will go first. She'll tell me when and I'll pull a topic out of the cup and she has 30 seconds to talk about that topic. Okay. Timer ready. All right. Okay. Oh, I'm nervous. Okay. Alright. Go. So the topic is <laughs> Reeves versus Wilson. <laughs> okay. So as I'm sure everyone knows, um, Ryan Reeves and Tom Wilson were sort of involved in not even really a scrap. It was a good, like, I think shoulder to shoulder hit, um, that Tom Wilson did get the brunt of. And I think the biggest issue was that his helmet came off, which then you know, put more trauma onto his head. Anyway, he's now with a concussion. Ryan Reeves didn't get any um, suspension, but he did cause a little bit of a stir when he was autographing pictures of the thing. And um, I, <laughs> oh, I'm getting her normal. Um, done oh, now? that was fast. Yeah, that was, that was fast. I thought I'd have more time. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> your thoughts. Um, we'll go ahead and finish your, your thoughts. I don't know. I thought, I thought that what Ryan Reeves did get, you know, his penalty and then the game ejection, I thought that was fine. Of course, you never like to see a player get hurt, even if it is Tom Wilson, um, but it's fine. He's fine. He's been practicing. He'll probably be back whenever they play next Saturday or something. So, yeah. It's not like he couldn't eat solids for three months. Yeah. He's fine. I feel like there's, like, one of the Flyers people that I listen to, he said, I feel like he said it best he was like i mean i'm not advocating for tom wilson to get hurt but like yeah honestly it's kind of like a little bit of a you reap what you sow who's next Chris, me you're up next. Oh, you. oh okay yeah okay tell me when to stop okay. stop ah okay christy your topic is oh it's my favorite topic eichel versus matthews is this the new sid and ovi rivalry um no <laughs> I think Eichel is a really good player, but I don't think he is the second best player in the league. Like, I think if anything, it would be Austin and McDavid, but they don't really, they don't really have that, you know, like competition. But I guess Jack and Matthews are in the same, what's it called, division. Oh. Maybe since they're in the same division, it might be something. But I think if you're going to do one versus two in the league, it'd be like Austin and um, what's his name? McDavid. Why do you think we haven't seen a rivalry hyped like Sid and Ovi recently? I can't really think of one. I think it's because of where they play. Like, they're all so spread out that they don't play each other that much, except for Austin and um, Jack. But, like, even then, I don't think they've played each other that much. And, like, with those two, you can, no offense, but, like, with those two, like, Austin is, like, ob- like he's obviously better, so I don't think it's much, not, like, obviously, but he is better. But there's not, like, 
much to talk about. I, so I, see, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting this from, I mean, obviously I'm giving this from like a Buffalo fan's point of view. I actually, I, I think that, I, I think that could, that could be the new Ovi and, and Sid rivalry because like, like you said, they play in the same division. They play at least four times a, a year. And like, is it that rivalry yet? No, not really, but they're two great American players. And like, that, that, that like, head on head is like, mm-hmm. interesting. Cause it's like American players, not like Canadian. And then also like, I don't know when Alex Nylander will ever play for the Sabres, but then you have the Nylander uh, rivalry, like, brothers against brother. And, like, Buffalo, like, yeah, they're not as good as Toronto, but they're going to be good soon. Like, you can already just feel, like, they're young players. And so, I don't know. Like, I, I think that, that it could be the new, it could be. But, and I think it makes more sense to, like, put them head-to-head because, like, Austin and Jack are both centers, <laughs> and the one thing that always grind my gears about Ovi and Sid is that like one's a winger and one's a center, and like you can't their style is so different that it's like so hard to it's so hard to compare them because like Ovi's a winger, Sid's a, a center, and there's so there's just different things for each one. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Ovi is is like elite in his own right because like a winger that like drives play on his own line and like. Crosby is a center and that just dominates, you know what I'm saying, against, like, top um, lines and everything. So, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's. Um, I think, I feel like it's more even to do the Buffalo versus Toronto, especially because they're so close to each other, too. Kind of like, I mean, kind of like Pittsburgh and Washington, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's close. they're closer. But. Um, I also wonder if, like, because Ovi and Sid, they never got to play with each other. In like all star games, like Olympics, like absolutely never. So that's how like the rivalry kind of grew and like the mystique yeah. of it. But with Austin and Jack, they would like if we ever go back to the Olympics, like they could play together. And like there, I don't think there's a lot of like similar yeah. dislike. Like because I feel like with Sid and Ovi, even though they respected each other, I feel like there was also resentment simmering there and I don't, I don't know but I feel like with Jack and Jack and Austin it would be more of a team thing than an Austin and Jack thing yeah ah, that's true but since they're the face of the franchise that could stem over because like already that like Toronto Buffalo game was I just think that if they like built it I wish that the league would like I don't know I don't want to overdo it but i wish that they'd put like more focus on it like how they always hype up like the sid and ovechkin things just because i feel like it'd be fun for those two fan bases oh my gosh yeah Yeah. like you can already like the buffalo fan base is like ready to be like important like yeah yeah, Yeah. like they're ready nothing else going on god i feel like my heart (laughs) breaks for them like when they get when they're happy like so my topic Bill Kessel trade rumors. Oh, you didn't want to talk about the other? Okay, ready? <laughs> ready? <laughs> Go. So, I think the Bill Kessel trade rumors are absolutely ridiculous. But, so, um, last week, I want to say, um, I forget who broke it, who, like, like broke that, um, the news, but apparently, uh, I don't know if it was this one, but 
the penguins were shopping Kessel in the summer, apparently, and um, the penguins beat writers decided to write about it now. And so apparently Phil was like, he was in truth. That's 30 seconds? That's so quick. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, Phil Kessel was in trade rumors, but nothing came of it. And then um, Josh Yohe of The Athletic asked Sidney Crosby, the captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins, about that. And Crosby shut it down very quickly. And was like, no, he's still here. Thanks. And he was just like, thank you, next. We can all thank you next, Phil Kessel's trade rumors. Yes. As we should. And after we say that, we release this episode, Phil is traded. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. When does the holiday trade freeze start? February, oh, right? Oh, I don't know. No, is the holiday December nineteenth? Oh, okay. Kelsey, you got the last one. Oh, jeez, I wonder what it is. Your boy. Oh, he's not my boy. He's Christy's boy. Oh, well, yes, he is. Christy's he looks boy. like a possessed doll. I don't like him. He's so, he's so handsome. All of his features are real small and in the center of his face. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'm into it. It, it works for him because he has a small head. He too. does have a small head. And he has, he's just like small. Even though I think he's like six foot. He, he is. He's like compact. Looking. Yeah. He is, he is like thick thighs. Yeah, he's thick. Like just his thighs though. Not like he doesn't have a big butt. That's how that's how I'm living my life. Thick thighs, no butt. That's actually that's, that's like triggering because that's also me. That's not. Right. <laughs> well, okay, William, you're cut. Like, thanks, thanks for making bringing up my insecurities. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> okay, you ready, Kelsey? <laughs> I guess. Ready. Thirty seconds now. Okay, so William Nylander signed for $6.969 million over six years. Um, for his first season, he'll get $6.77 million with a $2 million signing bonus. Second is his base salary dropped to $700,000 with a signing bonus of $8.3 million. Other years, $2.5 million in base salary, $3.5 million in signing bonuses, which worked out really, really well. The Leafs got... Um, the de- got the length, but the decreased cap hit in out years that they wanted. Um, Nylander still got the money that he wanted, and I guess people think he deserved. Um, I'm interested in what it means for Matthews and Marner coming up, because um, you can assume that they'll both be expecting big pay raises, and I wonder how um, the way... You know, I think that the Leafs did really well to be patient and to take their time signing William, um, and I think that he also, you know, did really well in holding out and knowing what he was worth and trying to get you know, what he was worth. But, um, yeah, I'm just interested to see what it means for Matthews and Marner. Uh, I just, I feel like it shouldn't have taken that long. <laughs> if, that, if, if that's what they got, got to. But I'm really happy that he's, he's back. And it looks like everyone's being nice to him on the team because they so, know I'd come find them. Something that I'd heard, um, when it was first announced, his signing, um, they were like, this plan has been in place for a long time, but they were just trying to like see what would happen if they held out. I was like, that's, that's insane. A, who does that? That's a lie. <laughs> that's so like ill. Did a Leafs fan say that to like make themselves feel better, or I think Elliot Friedman might have said it? Mm. Uh, so yeah, he, the, he's a, a Leafs fan. 
He's secret. Not not a good not secret. secret. Yeah. <laughs> how well kept that secret. I'm like, I don't think anyone knows how like, upset I am that he signed that. I'm so mad. <laughs> ah! Like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't like it. And I hate how, like, good this contract is. Like, <laughs> the salary drops to 700000 the second year. Like, can you, can you do that? Apparently, <laughs> like, like, I guess you can, I mean. Okay, like, if most of, like, if most of his money comes in signing bonuses so like the cap like his cap hit is seven hundred thousand so what's the point of signing anyone to any deal you could just be like here's two dollars here's 20 million in signing bonus signing bonuses yeah i hate those i hate them so that was our 30 second ish up moving on Seattle. So Seattle is now, it's, it's, it's like coming. So it's supposed to be here, or the draft is supposed to be here in 21, 22. Oh, they'll join us. They'll join the league in 21, 22. Um, and so, so far. Okay. So just an overview. Yeah. They'll, they'll join the league in 2021, 22 season. Um, they'll join the Pacific Division. And that will move, that will bump the Coyotes over to the Central Division. Um, and uh, as of right now, the ownership group has trademarked 13 names. The Seattle Cougars, the Seattle, Seattle Eagles, the Seattle Emeralds, the Seattle Evergreens, the Seattle Firebirds, the Seattle Creighton, the Seattle Rainiers, the, C- the Seattle Renegades, the Seattle Sea Lions, Seattle Seals, the Seattle Sockeyes, the Seattle Totems, and the Seattle Whales. And right now we have some rumored GMs, Gene Lombardi, Ron Hexall, RIP, Ron Francis, Don Maloney, and Garth Snow. And there's some others, obviously, but those are the names that we have seen in rumors. And last but not least, the expansion draft. It's going to be exactly the same as the Vegas expansion draft, so Seven forwards, three defensemen, one goalie can be protected, or eight skate forward forwards, four def- defensemen, and one goalie can be protected from each of the 30 teams uh, Vegas is sitting this one at. So, ladies, comments. What do you think? I kind of like the Seattle Seals. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't mind that. <laughs> Or the Seattle I, I Sea don't, Lions. I don't like any of the racist ones, so like no. totems or whatever. <laughs> they get rid of those. Yeah. I, For a while they were throwing around Thunderbird. And isn't that, first of all, like a minor league team there? And second of all, also possibly racist. A Thunderbird? Yeah. Is it? What was a basketball? I it's, know. I don't know. The Thunderbird is a very important, like, spiritual imagery in a lot of different Native American okay, histories. Okay, so get rid of that one. Yeah. So, I actually really like the Seattle Sea Lions and the Seattle Sockeyes. I was I was listening to somewhere, but they were saying how um, Seattle in general, they have like a theme. They're all their like sports are the same color scheme. Oh. And the color scheme is blue and green. 
and um, they think that the, the, yeah, the Seattle um, team isn't going to go that route because their next-door neighbors, the Canucks, who are hopefully their rivals, or like the big rivalry that will stem from this, um, is blue and green. And I feel so bad because I actually really like how like the Penguins, all the three teams are one color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because it's like the flat, like for Philadelphia, it's like awkward. I mean, not awkward. Like you go to, you go to Flyers games and the people are just in Eagle stuff and like the Flyers are blue and, I mean, black and orange and the Eagles are just like a hunter green. You have, you see people with like hunter green or red, white, and blue for the Sixers or, oh, red, white, and blue for the Phillies. So yeah, it's always like weird. But I like how in Pittsburgh you can wear any team color and i mean any team's logo and it's all the same color so kind of hoping the same for seattle but i mean it's not that big of a deal but i like that but i feel like vancouver got those colors because seattle (laughs) yeah they were kind of hoping to poach yeah no they definitely do there's a couple people i know that are from seattle that are canucks fans um I'm really excited. I feel like Seattle's going to be a great hockey town. Yeah, I mean, they have a ton of, like, uh, minor, minor league, like, um, the, uh, I'm blanking on them, but they're in Seattle. Carter Hart played for them. They're in the WHL. Everett Silvertips. Silvertips? Yeah. Oh, that would be a good name. Let's just poach that from the WHL. (laughs) The, I don't know, I actually kind of like the Seattle Evergreen. I was thinking Emeralds. I like the Emeralds, too. Like, if they were, if they were Hunter Green and White. Or like, mm. you know, the silver tips are hundred degrees and more too. So maybe that doesn't help. But I mean, it's something to keep in the color scheme. Wasn't the old Seattle team the Metropolitans? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I wouldn't be adverse to them bringing that back. I mean, so, that's obviously not one of the names. Apparently, some kid bought the rights to that. And <laughs> he's oh, like, okay. not. He's like, and he's and not giving him money. Yeah, he's like, I guess he's like driving a hard bargain. That's Give like, me a billion dollars. Yeah, I, I would so. do it. Because like, like I think it was like some kid from like Yale or something bought like these like expired team names or whatever. Ooh, does he have like the Nordiques? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But I heard it somewhere. So Coyotes moving to the Central Division. Yeah. That I mean, this is in what they have three years, right? They have three years to get good. And I think the Coyotes will be good. And in three years, who in the Central will be bad? Blackhawks. Blackhawks? Blackhawks? Hopefully it will still be bad. The Maybe Nashville. Wild. Oh, yeah. The Wild will be done. Maybe Nashville. Fingers crossed Nashville. Are the Blues? Yeah. <laughs> the Blues are the same, the same boat as yeah. the Yotes. So they might be a little even. The Stars? Oh, yeah, the Stars. Oh, the Stars will probably be good. Um, I don't think they'll be worse than they are now, but I don't know if they'll be, like, better. <laughs> That's good. true. Who else? Um, the Avs? I mean, the Avs will be good. Oh, I know, McKinnon will still be in his prime. Get out of here! <laughs> Moving on, we are discussing the Red Wings. Now, listen, I don't know what happened, I take no responsibility. Like, I I'm, I fully believe I was attacked. But somehow we are salt on the Red Wings. Like, are we fans? I don't know. I personally will call myself a Dylan Larkin and Daily fan. 
But I think Christy and uh, Kelsey are true Detroit Red Wings fans. Yeah. Well, that's I don't know. I feel like I've always been soft on them, though. I don't. I don't know. I've never remember you feeling. They are. They're definitely. Um. After I've done some research, they're definitely. Uh. They're. They're something. Like they're like a mix of old and young. It's very weird. Yeah. So the Red Wings. They currently are fourteen, fourteen, and four. Thirty. Wait. Thirty-two points. And they are one, one point out. They could be one point out of a playoff spot. They could take um the Islanders spot. No. Okay, I think so. And then, oh no, they can't. No, they can't. Never mind. Oh, sorry, Detroit. So they're actually three points out of a uh, wild card spot. Sure, yeah, like all right. So the Detroit is fourteen, fourteen, and four with thirty-two points, and the Islanders are in the third, are in a third uh, playoff spot with thirty-two points. It's, I feel. I'm sorry. But okay, so um, they're sixth in the Atlantic Division, and they're led by their Dylan Larkin, with who has 13 goals and 30 points, and Athanasiu, who has 11 goals and 19 points. Like that, just that gap between Dylan and Athanasiu is just so telling. Like he really is the heart of the team. Yeah, like I, I guess my question with Detroit is like, what are they doing? I thought you were tanking. That's what I wanted them to do. But Jimmy Howard is like, he's giving them, like, he's giving them solid goaltending. We talked, in our last episode, we talked about his save percentage, and he's doing still, he's still currently doing pretty well. Um, yeah, I wonder what they're, what they're doing. I, I was talking to a Red Wings fan, and he was saying how, like, you know, whatever happens, happens if they go on a play, if they get into the playoffs, like, good, because they missed the playoffs, but if they don't, like, they're all good with, um, you know, get, trying to get Hughes. So I wonder what their management is going to do. Um, Tanking is just so dangerous in the NHL because of the lottery. So it's yeah. still. And I mean, I don't know if the draft class is deep. I know that um, Hughes is obviously the projected over, uh, number one overall, but the second projected guy is pretty good as well. Um, so I don't know. Detroit is it's very interesting. But I think. I think what we all want to talk about is Dylan Larkin. <laughs> so let's 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 bring him up. He's just You're a handsome boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. such a he's a man. He's a man. This is what he's growing up into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like they first of all, he's doing like really well. Like, I mean, I was kind of suspect with like um with the captain being gone this season and like him like I just didn't know and like his like his numbers in the past like never seemed that like sh- like good to me like I mean he wasn't he was never bad but I just was like I never thought he was like oh my gosh Dylan Larkin like he's amazing like he's just like an all around player like strong center I thought he was like a fast skater but I didn't I didn't know that like the offense would run that much through him because like eleven goals and thirty points and like you look at his like you look at like um game recaps mic'd up. And he, like, really is, like, always talking on the bench, always, like, making plays with his teammates. Like, he really is the heart of that team. It's shocking. I'm pretty sure his Corsi score is, like, 53%. Yeah. Which is, like, I mean, that's actually not, that's not, like, 
that impressive, but on a team like that, that's really good. Yeah, I mean, going down and looking at everyone else's. Yeah, it's like, you probably like Jesus. And he's like going against top top competition, and like, if you watch the Red Wings, he's out on the penalty kill, he's out on the power play, he's out 5-on-5, five five. he's always playing. It's crazy. So, I was doing a lot of research today. <laughs> and like, I have these like, fun facts about Dylan. Did you know that he's a Leafs fan? What? He's from Detroit. He's from Detroit, but his father was a Leafs fan, so he grew up a Leafs fan. Disgusting. I did not expect that. I didn't know that, and I didn't expect that. I know. I have all these, like, funny, it's like, what is it? Fun facts about Dylan Larkin pulled up. (laughs) What do you think his hidden talent is? It's a sport, so. Oh. Play, like, like, Is it hacky sack? No. What is it? Soccer. He That's said if boring. he wasn't, if he wasn't a, um, if he wasn't a hockey player, he probably would have ended up being like, and he was like still in sports, he'd probably be a soccer player because he was pretty good. After after his first contract signing, he said he didn't buy anything, didn't buy anything big, but he went to Lululemon. Oh God. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I can't believe he said that. And, okay, one last thing to endear us all to him. Um, it said, if you could be team, someone's teammate for a day, who? And he said, Sidney Crosby, since he's my idol, and I, and just to see how he is. Oh. Oh, he's a smart boy. Oh, oh, alright, last thing. What scares you? He says, getting old and hockey ending. Like, he truly loves the game. That's so, those are some fun facts about Bill Larkin. Now I just went from soft to fragile, because, like, what if he gets hurt? Oh, God, don't even, like, wait. How did you bring that up? Because that's the first thing I thought of. Like, you don't have to get old for hockey to end for you. Stop. Like, seriously. Okay, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> like, okay, real quick. Let's bring this up, because, I mean, I don't want anyone to get scared, okay? That's the last thing I want. So let's bring up Detroit. I've been doing this a lot today. I'm pretty sure you guys all know. I've been looking up players' height and weight. Okay. Let's see. Let's see what's going on here. Six two, two twenty. What What do you think, Kelsey? Six, how how tall? How how much? Six three. Um, one ninety. One ninety. That's how much he Sydney. is. Six one. Oh. One ninety eight. Oh. Oh my god. Oh, he's not that big. He's not that big. But you know what? He's he's a strong kid. He's a Detroit kid. I just think he's literally gonna take that team and put it on his back. Ah, that's out of control. Yeah. I'm literally It's weird because he's so young and like has a yeah. lot of hockey in front of him. But like I'm so scared of him not getting what he deserves with the Red Wings. You know what? Stevie is about to be the general manager, and he's gonna fix it all up. Yeah, they'll take care of him. Like, yes, if that, as long as that happens, I'm not nervous. But I mean, I think right now he's just like living the dream. He just like does so many like community things in Detroit, and like that, like um, the team treats us so well. They do so many Dylan like features, and like when he was sitting in there with his dad and his uncle, did you guys see that video? 
You've seen that video, Chris. I yeah, have. I have. Yeah, we've all seen that video, and he's where he's like, now I have a seat at the table, and the dad's like, a seat at the table. It's <laughs> so funny. Like, I was like, yeah, like, I was well, like, I'm like, is that my father? Grandma was like, you gotta take care of him, <laughs> right? And he'll score three goals a night for you. <laughs> really does love Detroit. Like, um, he's always doing like, um like camps for kids and stuff and like this over the summer he put on that like um you know the uh American development camp or whatever they're like little like tournament for the the guy that passed away oh um, okay yeah so he's always like doing stuff it's just crazy we do have to admit that sometimes he can get messy like when oh, he goes yes. to music festivals oh that's the best thing about him. that's the best <laughs> part he, he looks like, so, like collected and calm, but I know he's a mess. Oh, yeah. Gives his teammates like, lap dances. I'm all for it. Oh, my God, yes. And then, like, plays tug of war with his neck. <laughs> That's not good <laughs> No, but that, like, okay, the Detroit fan that I know said, like, that's so adorable. And, like, he knows more about Dan Larkin than we do. Like, okay, so this one says, um, Larkin, I don't remember when this was. Oh, this was, like, maybe a year ago. He said, Larkin will represent Team USA in the Men's World Championships this spring. He's already started texting other American players to try and build a better roster than the Americans have fielded in the past, and an effort that he that could build momentum into the Olympics. And he said, uh, he's trying to rally the troops. Like, oh my god, like, get him out of here, like, USA. Like, I'm just, like, so, like, ready for... Like, I have so much, like, USA pride right now because World Juniors is coming up that that, oh, like, right, yeah. hit me in my heart. And I was like, like, oh, mama, don't you cry. Oh, one other thing about the Red Wings. I'm surprised that um the third, their third overall pick, or not, not third overall. What did Detroit have? Zadina. Zadina's still not playing in <laughs> Detroit. Why? I don't I mean, get it. They're doing I all mean, right. Yeah, and I mean, he's doing all right in the, in the age of. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Like I thought he would play. Yeah, I thought for sure he'd be on the team. Also, fun fact about Detroit, which you know, watch out, Toronto, is that Justin Abelcater wrote a children's <laughs> book. So Zach Hyman, <laughs> I mean, dirty hit Zach Hyman. No, I'm just kidding. I love Zach Hyman. He's innocent-ish. Um. <laughs> Do we know anything more about that children's book? Like, is it about hockey or is it? I think it is about hockey. Yeah. How how very niche. <laughs> Small market. Get Probably it. not in Detroit. <laughs> you know that's right. Oh. Does Detroit oh. have other sports? Yeah. Yeah, the Detroit Lions is the football oh. team. And then they have a bat- baseball team and a basketball team. What's the baseball team? That's a lot. I want to say normal. I want to say twins or I know okay Minnesota okay look I don't watch baseball <laughs> but Kelsey like every other state like state oh, tigers. or city tigers? oh yeah 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 tigers. Detroit Tigers yeah wait yeah I don't know maybe we're getting oh, okay because I was thinking of the Detroit Lions and I was like tigers and bears um. <laughs> but that it's normal for a city to have four the only one that has three. That's too many. <laughs> New York has like ten, two per. That's too many. Yeah, too yeah. Many. New York's definitely like flooded. 
They've definitely flooded the market. Yes, we have. Um, okay. So, um, around the league, we'll just touch on some stuff that's going on this week. Um, first thing is, uh, Connor McDavid. Is he gonna Connor McDie? <laughs> so, as of right now, <laughs> or as of the 12th, the Oilers are on a seven game win streak. Um, but throughout that win streak, McDavid has just been playing unreal numbers, like defensive, defenseman numbers. So, um, on the November 29th, he played 24 minutes and 34 seconds. On the 1st of December, he played 23 minutes and 25 seconds. On the 3rd, he didn't play. He was, um, he had an illness. He was sick. Um, but on the 5th of December, he played 28 minutes and 1 second. Of, like, as a forward. That's insane. Is that all 5 on 5? Or is that? No, no. no that's, that's just time on ice. So that's 5 on 5, that's power play, and that's penalty. That's insane if that was just 5 on 5. I don't even know if the game is played that much on 5 on 5. I mean, maybe. <laughs> it depends. Probably. Yeah, it depends on the game. Yeah. Um, I know he plays like 20 minutes at least 5 on 5. Yeah, which, I mean, that's crazy. 20 minutes, 5 on 5. So, um, so Ken Hitchcock, the new coach uh, of the Oilers, has said that he, oh, he said that he's, um, he's pushing McDavid more than ever. He's saying his recovery rate, cardio-wise, is astounding. Um, which seems like, uh, something someone would say right before the person has a heart attack. <laughs> like, I, okay, it's, I mean, play McDavid, yes, but play McDavid till he dies? Like, no, that's not good, right? Maybe Hitchcock is a spy. He's like, I'm gonna play him until his legs give out. Oh, <laughs> Like, that's, like, not sustainable. Yeah, it's not sustainable, and it's not, like, it's not going to work. I feel like doing that, like, and then they're like, well, the Oilers are doing better under Ken Hitchcock, but it's like, no, Connor McDavid is out there more. Like, that's not the same thing as the Oilers doing better. They have been getting more depth depth scoring, I think, with Hitchcock. Have they? I mean, I know that. I want to say trying to think um to be honest i don't i have I, I i don't even know where to begin to research the oilers um i don't know and okay so kelsey you put down that dry saddle has been getting around the same minutes uh playing time but like the team isn't expecting the same quality of play in those minutes as they are with mcdavid so like i mean obviously because uh, Dreisaitl is nowhere near as good as McDavid, even though he gets paid a lot. Interesting. But, yeah, I just... I guess because he's on, he's on Connor's wing, right? No. Dreisaitl? No. Dreisaitl? He's, oh, he's doing his own line? Yeah, mm-hmm. second. Is he on the second, or is Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the second? Ryan H is... Nugent is on... Oh, I thought Nugent was on oh, David's line. They've been moving him, but they've been experimenting with him having his own lines. Oh, which I think contributes to some of the depth. So someone said, with Al Montoya being Hispanic, which means that including Kaler, the Oilers have every member, have a member of every ethnicity on their roster. Now I think that's what oh, was last bad. year. Oh no. I mean, Kaler is up and down, so yeah. I guess. But that's what I was saying, like, um, 
they're pretty like divert. I mean, that's like saying nothing because it's probably like three players. But I'm just like shocked because I'm like, what? The Oilers? Why do you have all these um people of color and you guys are awful at development? <laughs> they deserve better. I mean, I don't know. I remember when, when Montoya was on the Habs, I was yeah. pretty excited that, like, that that was a goalie tandem of yeah. made of people of color, which is pretty cool. But, yeah. yeah. That was, like, quick that. So, uh, so, moving on, color-changing puck. Yay! So, the 2019 Winter Classic, thermochromic color-changing coating will change from purple to clear when the puck's temperature is above zero and will notify officials the puck needs to be replaced, reducing bouncing. I don't know who Craig is, but he said, <laughs> hockey pucks are made of vulcanized rubber and glide smoother and faster when frozen. So I guess that means the fact that this, like, color-changing um, puck is going to give officials, like, the idea of, like, when the puck is, like, getting too warm um, so they can change it out. So that's, I guess, the, the quality of play is better for the outdoor game. Which, I mean, I mean, what do you, what do we think about that? I just thought it was really interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's actually work. pretty cool too. Honestly, like, yeah, a, hopefully it does make it work. I um, I wouldn't mind if some of the pucks that they used in warmups were multicolored as well, so I could buy one or get one. Yeah, that would be pretty yeah. cool. Like, especially like on like you can play night or like um, like breast cancer or like hockey vice cancer, like they had a purple puck or something like that. I think that's really cool. So yeah. like different pucks, yeah. And it's like a little thing, but I think that's cool. And I like that it's like they're doing something to kind of make the winter, the outdoor games like better because sometimes it can get really chippy and like yeah. ice and the temperature and it's like some things you can't control those things obviously because it's outdoor, but with a color changing puck, that's actually really cool. And it should help. So we'll see. Um, the technology came from beer cans. <laughs> Which you would think oh, that. Oh, right, yeah, they do, they do do that on the outside. Wait, what? Yeah. Beer cans? Yeah, I think, what? Um, I think I've seen, like, commercials for it where they change color when you're, like, when the beer can, is, where, when the uh, beer is just right, like, cold <laughs> enough to drink. I've or something like that. I I remember seeing commercials for it like a couple years ago. I have no what what um what brand does that? The one with the mountain on it, of course. It maybe. I don't drink beer. Yeah, me neither. So I, I do, but I drink like the only two types. So well, three types. So I have no idea. Um, color. <laughs> So, all right, while Chrissy's looking that up, um, we're going to move on to um, a question. And not, I mean, oh, it is cool. Oh, Kelsey. Hmm. Yeah, looks like you're here, but. No, when he's going up the mountain and then he comes out of the freezer. <laughs> I like that commercial. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, missing commercials. I have no idea what, the, what that commercial is. Um, but are the blues okay? So, this no. week. A lot of stuff happened. Like, so first, um, there was a fight in practice, and it was Bortuzzo. I know his nickname's like, yeah, Bortuzzo. I know his nickname's like Bort. But, um, Bortuzzo and. Sanford, Nipple Boy. Sanford. 
Yes, that's what? right. He has like his nipples pierced, right? He, he has his nipples pierced. Oh, that's nice for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they fought. I hope that sounds painful for a hockey player. I mean, you have a chest protector on. Oh, like okay. rubbing and friction? Maybe he puts band-aids on. Maybe. Oh. Have you? So yeah, they fought in practice. And then later on, I want to say like two days later, the Blues announced that they are open to trade possibilities. Um, but that does not mean that they're shopping. They're actively shopping players. And so, okay, so the Hockey News tweeted out a tweet saying that uh, Tarasenko was one of the players that, like, they're in, still listen to offers for, which I thought was out of control. Like, Tarasenko? And, like, a day before I tweeted out, would the Blues ever trade Tarasenko? And people were like, no. Maybe. Like, with the right package. So that being said... Petrangelo to Pittsburgh for Jack Johnson. Fair, even. It makes sense for both teams. Um, Let's do it. I, I mean, I think I've already sent in the paperwork to the NHL. We're just waiting for, <laughs> like, I think the money to transfer to make sure that's going to fit. So. Gosh, can you imagine, like, I mean, like, selfishly adding Petrangelo to the Penguins, like, ups the cuteness factor as the penguins as a whole. Because he's so handsome. Oh, yeah. I really like Pareko. I know I do that's too. like I he's very large. He makes so much money though. Um Pet Peter Angel, Peter Angel. Peter Angel. They can retain salary on him. Yeah. yeah. I mean obviously with the trade they his they'd retain as much salary as Jack Johnson did, so it's an even trade for Pittsburgh. In my head. And in my heart. Um, so, do you guys think it's, like, do you think it's smart for the Blues to just sell? They, I feel like they've been selling every year. Like, they never, like, so, like, two years ago, remember, they gave up Shattenkirk. And mm-hmm. last year, they gave up Stassi. And then this year, they're not even at the trade deadline, and they're already thinking about, they're listening to offers on people, like, I think the problem like, is in goal, right? I feel like with, with uh, Stastny and Shattenkirk, those are people they weren't going to really keep anyway. And I think they were all headed towards free agency and they weren't going to keep them anyway. So selling them isn't really a big deal. But if you start selling off like Tarasenko and like Pareko and like Angelo, those are people that they want to keep and those are people they have one term and that's just selling because you're like tanking and not selling because you know you're not gonna keep the player i do think their biggest problem is in goal and probably coaching because they're not they don't have a bad roster it's just not being optimized i you think like i mean all right i'm on cap friendly like they're selling, they're trying to sell off people that they have locked down for a good amount of years. Like Tarasenko, he has he's locked down for five years at seven point five million. He's twenty seven. I just like him. Colton Pareko is twenty five, locked down for four years at five point five. I mean, a lot of their, their, it seemed like their core people they have locked down. 
for a good amount of time. So I'm not sure why they're selling on them. I think they're just panicking. I think so. Yeah. And it's crazy because they gave Tyler Bozak, David Perron, Patrick Mo- Patrick Maroon, and Alexander Steen. Well, Tyler Bozak and Patrick and David Perron have a uh, modified no trade clause, but Patrick Maroon and Alex Steen have no trade clause. Like, why are those the people that you're not um, you're not trading? Like, you don't want to trade? Like, what? And then where's their captain? Oh, it's Parik. Oh, Petrangelo's hurt. He's on uh, LTIR. I didn't know that. Uh-uh. And he's 28, and he's signed for 6.5 million. Like that. Those are like good deals. <laughs> like maybe it is that the the coaching. Yeah. And they don't have any young kids to like come in. Robbie Fab- Fabry is hurt. Again, like it's is he good, Robbie Fabry? Yeah, he was, taken, he was good. Let's see, twenty first. So, so trying to think. In seventy two in seventy two games, he had thirty one points, thirty seven points. So that was in two thousand fifteen, two thousand sixteen. They sent him down to the oh, AHL oh, this year. He's been. Because he's been injured. Well, it's like a tra- uh, is this like a training stunt or conditioning stunt? I think so. Hmm. He didn't even play 2017-2018. Like, at all. No. He's been here for like two years. Okay. So, next, I want to play like just a quick little real or fake. Now, these teams, where they are, like, are are they really this good? Are they really this bad? Like, or are they faking it? Um, the Sabres. We'll start. I think the Sabres are, in my heart, I want to say real, but I think the Sabres are fake. I don't think they're as good as they, they, I don't think they're as good as, like, that 10-game win streak, but I don't think they're as bad as, Everyone thinks they, like, as bad as they were last year. I think they're, like, they're counting heavily on their big guys, Eichel, Skinner, Reinhardt, but I don't know if they're, they're definitely not, like, cup contenders. They might, if they get in the playoffs, it's a first round exit, for sure. Kelsey? Um, I think the same way. I think that this isn't a true picture of where they are now, but it's definitely where they're going and where they're um, going to be. So I think that they're on their way to being real. And this is just a nice little preview of that. I think that they are fake, but, (laughs) but not like, not like bad fake, like a really good like knockoff, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like that's like possible. That's like possible. I think that like a lot, like a lot of what you guys said, and that like this is a good first step, and that like that ten game winning streak was like the best of what they could be mm-hmm. right now, and like they shouldn't take future losses or future losing streaks too badly because that's not. That's not who they are anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's fair to say. Okay. Oh, did I just become like super soft for them? <laughs> I, I'm, Don't I cannot. Started, I can't. They're very soft. Like this team. Like I, oh, I could cry. They're very, very soft. Like their softness level went up a lot when they got Sherry. <laughs> Have you seen his dogs? Have you seen his dogs? Yeah. Have you seen his wife? Let's move on to a team that's not as the Habs. Real or fake? I think the Habs. Let's see. In their last, they lost in the. They just recently lost in Minnesota. They won in Chicago. They won in Ottawa. Won in Ottawa. Lost in San Jose. Won in New York. And lost in Carolina. Hmm. I think the Habs are. I think the Habs are fake. But similar to the Sabres, I don't like. I think they're fake because like they just surprised us. We all thought they were going to be horrible. But I think that like Druan and Domi have like this chemistry that I didn't think that we we thought they would have. And then Carey Price, a healthy Carey Price. Is a healthy care price, so he's not gonna let the team tank. Um, right. But I don't think they're as good as I don't think they're as good as like we think they are, and um, and I don't see them making the playoffs, even though they're currently in the playoff spot. I think they're fake. Um, I think they're fake. I think Carey Price is real. Yeah, that's fair. I. I think that they are, I think they're kind of real, but like, like a real middle of the pack team, because, like, you know, they have those people that will score for them on nights, and then they have Carey Price that, I guess, gives them a chance to win, and Shea Weber's back, and apparently he's been playing really well for them, so I think that, I think this is their ceiling, where they're at right now. So I think the way that they've been playing has been real because it looks like they are good against teams that are not very good or teams that are not doing really well, and then they lose against like um co- yeah good teams or contend so. cup contenders. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Next, the Islanders. Okay, so the Islanders. I think the Islanders are real. Like I think kind of like similar to what you said, Christy, to Montreal. I think this is their height. I mean, you, I can't deny that, like, Barry Trotz, like, redid that defense, the defensive play of that team. And they're very, they're good defensively. They're really good. And I think that's helping out their goalies and their goalies are playing well. Um, I, and I think they're getting, like, some, like, I hate to say this, but what is that one guy? Oh, Bailey. Bailey's, like, actually good. And I think, I, I, I thought he was just, like, a product of Tavares. Like, he's, like, good on his own. I'm, like, surprised that Bar- uh, Barzell isn't a- isn't putting up the points as much um, as he did last year. And maybe that's just, like, people um, zeroing in on him since there's no Tavares. And also, like, it could just be a sl- sophomore slump. But I think the Islanders are for real. Ah, the way that the Metro's looking, like, I can legit see the Islanders, like, Sneaking into the playoffs, like the Devils did, and getting bounced in the first round. But I also could see them missing it. So, if the Penguins get their shit together, hopefully, 
Go ahead, Kelly. Islanders. Um, okay, the Islanders, I think, are fake. But I think they could be real. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you could say that for all of them, but I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't think what's happening now is a true reflection of them as a team. I still think that they have a lot of gaps to fill and um, a lot of development. I do agree that Barry Trotz has, you know, given the team every positive that they've taken, every positive step that they've taken in the past few months. But um, I don't think that they're, um, I don't think they're consistent enough. Mm. That's fair. I do think they're real-ish because like, (laughs) Because like last year, their biggest, their biggest, biggest setback was how many, how bad they were defensively, and then they were always good at like scoring and putting up points. It was just like they would also give up a lot. They gave up like fifty shots a game, and their goaltending wasn't as good. So I think with um with Leonard and Grice, I guess they've been. I think with what you're saying with how, like, um, Barry Trotz has been coaching them, it helps out the goaltenders way more. And, yeah, like, they've always, they're, like, decent talent. And it seems like they've been playing, like, a pretty good team game. Yeah. They've been helping each other, so I think they're real-ish. But I do think they have peaked with what they are with that roster. They have Matt Martin on there. I don't think any team that plays Matt Martin as much as the Islanders do can be considered real. Like, that's not... I think that's fair as well. That's fair. That's valid. That's very valid. But I do love Christopher Gibson so much. Who's that? Oh, the the goalie, right? The backup goalie, yeah. Is he from the AHL? I don't think he's from the AHL. I just think he's, like, their backup. Because he played a few times. Well, that doesn't really mean anything. Oh, one of them's injured, I think. I yeah. think Grace. Moving on. <laughs> the Predators, real or fake? I am going to go with a hot take right now. I think the Predators are fake. I think the Predators are... I think it's Pecorine that's keeping the Predators in these games. I recently watched a, a Preds game, and the team, like, they just... First of all, their power play is awful. Their penalty oh, kills. Terrible. But just, like, I mean... Well, I guess if I think about it with me and the Preds, is it really a hot take? Because I don't really like the Preds uh, forwards that much. Like, their defense is amazing, is really good. But their forwards, like, I just don't see it. Like, they're always going back in their own zone. And I just, for for a team at their height, like, you would think for the Predators are contenders. Like, con- like cup contenders. Granted, this was without PK, but I just didn't like what I was seeing. I mean, Pecorine was, like, amazing. But, like, is he going to be amazing in the playoffs? I don't know. So I think the the Predators are fake. I don't think they're as they're for real as good as we think they are. I mean, for me, I put the Preds up there with, like, the Winnipegs, the Tampa Bays, the Torontos. Like, I think that all the teams that we just named, and I just named, could beat the Predators. Yeah. yeah. Kelsey? I agree. I feel like I still can't shake, um, like, what they did 16-17. Yeah. And, like, I still expect that of them. And then when you watch them, it's just really lackluster. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're correct. Um, 
but yeah, so I I agree. I I think they're fake. Well, I think what we I think that what we see from them is real, and our expectations of them are fake. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I I don't like Pecorine. Like <laughs> I kind of low-key, high-key dislike him. Um, but uh, I think yeah, I I guess I'll go with fake in that they're able to cover up a lot of their mistakes because they're so good defensively and like they haven't been playing with all of their players but like you said like their forwards are kind of lacking like after that first line I just don't trust Pecorine and the type of goalie that he is I will go with fake next the Blue Jackets do you think they're as good as their record shows do you think they're better I think maybe, and this may just be my own bias, I think I wasn't giving the Blue Jackets enough credit, but I do think they are a good team, but I just, I think that Brodsky's not playing that well, so I don't know if that's where their weakness is. He's, like, trying to get a big contract with Brodsky, yet he's playing bad this season, or not at his best, because I wouldn't put him in the Vesna talks. So I, before looking at their record, I would have said, I think the Blue Jackets are hard. Because I would have said they were for real, but after looking at them... I don't know. I think they're real, but I think you can also see that, like, they struggle against their divisional opponents. So I don't know how much success they'll have mm-hmm. until they figure that out. Does okay. real mean that we expect to see success in the playoffs? Because I don't see that for them. Yeah. I think, I think that they're real. Like, alright, so second in the Metro, I'm thinking they're getting to the second round. Do we see that for them? The first time in their franchise history? Depends on who they play. Like, Certainly. If like, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If, uh, yeah. if they have to play, like, the Islanders, then maybe. But if they have to play, like, the Penguins or something, probably not. But I do feel like Tortorella, he's been, like, really frustrated with the team lately because mm-hmm. they're kind of, like, on a losing streak. If you look at the roster, like, they're not... Like, they're, they're not, like, a bad team, like, on paper. So I do think that they are real, but I also feel like Tortorella's coaching might be holding them back. But I also feel that his coaching is what has made them so successful so far because it looked they bought into his system and bought into what they were playing, what he was saying. Because I remember reading that he is the type of coach that when things go wrong, he would rather the team kind of galvanize against disliking him and working together because mm-hmm. they dislike him, which is so strange and bizarre. <laughs> but it has, like, that's so weird. Who says that? Like, it had been working for them. I, I do think, like, Bobrovsky not having the best season is impacting them maybe a little bit. Because, like, their defense is pretty okay. They have Wierenski. They have Jones. Ryan Murray is okay sometimes. And then, like, their forwards are fine. And Corpusalo, like, I don't know how reliable he is as a backup. And especially if Bobrovsky's not doing well, then it's a struggle. But I don't think – I do think that we need to give them more credit. That's crazy. You're like the Columbus fan over here. Like, okay, I, I, uh, like oh, I didn't know any of the people you said. 
She's like, you start naming people. I'm like, who? Well, the Blue Jackets, um, still fuck them, but I guess they're real. <laughs> but I also feel like the the Metro is really bad. Yeah. So, like, they, sure. tie, they have half the shit together. So, like, yeah. they're doing well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But I guess they're not that good against the Penguins. I mean, against the Metro, but they're doing good everywhere else. So, moving on. The NHL has notified its officials that more physicality and fewer penalties is the preference of high-ranking officials in the NHL, and that in oh. recent games that's become apparent in like um, penalty calls and um, like what has been allowable on the ice, permissible. That is extremely interesting. Like, yeah, like what? Wasn't it just last year where they like wanted to double down on like penalties because they wanted more goals? And now they're saying, yeah, and now they're saying, like, don't do that. And, like, how many, like, suspensions or how many times so far this year has player safety had to step in um, against hits? Yeah. That, to me, is stupid. Like, it's so crazy because, like, (sighs) do you, like, it's like the, the the league is expanding and... So now the talent pool gets, uh, like, stretched thinner. And so there's more people, there's more players that aren't really talented playing in the league. And so now you're going to add more physicality to take away from the skill. Like, if it was less physical, like, players have to, like, actually think and use their hockey sense and their hockey IQ to, like, get the puck from the other team. Now they can just, like, bum rush anybody, break their jaw, and that's like a clean hit. I mean, that's obviously a dramatic reenactment, but uh, like, <laughs> you know, in the jam painting right now, but it's just like, what? What do you guys think? Not a fan. How does that even sound? Like, let's, let's stop calling penalties because like, I don't know, that doesn't even sound like good or safe. Yeah. Over it. And I don't know if it, like, just got into my head, so I'm, like, projecting it, but when I've been watching these last few games, I feel like I've been seeing that. Like, Mm -hmm. you see there are a lot more, like, cross-checks or interferences, but then, like, smaller things are called more, like, holds, yeah, which can can also be physicality, but for the most part aren't. Um, Have you seen Latang's face? Yes! (laughs) He's so beat up, like... Like, like it's, it's too much. Too I feel much. like an inordinate amount of people cross-check him to the neck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, could you not? Like, <laughs> like to anyone, but yeah. especially That's... to him. But no, that yeah. makes so much sense, because remember how, like, people say, like, their um, um, injuries are always so vague, because they don't want teams to go after players. That's exactly what, I mean, everyone knows Chris Letang had, like, neck surgery, and they're still, like, cross-checking him, grabbing his neck, and, like, that's insane. Like, like how they want how, like, people to be dirty. You have to be, like, how, like, I don't know. Is it? It is that serious. This is their job. But, like, is it that serious? No. It's, I mean, <laughs> listen, it's their job, but it's also people's health and their quality yeah. of life after after this game. Who knows what happened to, who knows what happened to Horny? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, they I mean, haven't said what's wrong with him. Yeah. They haven't said what's wrong with him or Matt Murray. 
Right. So we already brought up Patrick Hornquist, Matt Murray, the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll start on them. What have we liked? What from what we've seen? What haven't we liked? Yeah. So the Penguins were formerly on a four game point streak before last night's game with the Hawks. I think with the Penguins, it's so frustrating because it's like one step forward, like three steps back in everything that they do. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say I've liked like depth scoring, but then I'm also like in the last like four, four out of the last like five games, we've had hat tricks. So that's one person being like, I guess I'll do it tonight. (laughs) Yeah. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If it works out when it works out. Right. So, okay, yeah, so the, those games you're talking about, Kelsey, so it was a 6-3 win in Co- uh, against Colorado, 6-2 win in, uh, against the Islanders, overtime loss um, to the, the Senators, um, a 2-1 win in uh, against the Islanders, and then a 3-6 loss to the, the Blackhawks. <sighs> the Penguins, like, again, they're just consistently inconsistent. Like, and there's teams that are shitty that they lose to like i'm sorry ottawa you need to beat them chicago you've never beaten them in your life i understand that you needed to beat them yesterday night you beat colorado a good team like maybe not top tier teams that will win the division but a good team i mean you win 5-1 against buffalo you win 4-2 against the Blue Jackets, you win 4-3 against Winnipeg. You lose against the Flyers. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I wonder if maybe I'd feel better if they were losing against, like, the Tampa Bay. the Like, you didn't think, like, the better teams. Do you think they play down to their opponent? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. That's, like, historically them. <laughs> do that and win if they didn't do it. I don't know. I, I think that that, like, not laziness, but it's like last season they were just like, oh, well, you know, everyone kept saying like, oh, well, you know, we know when it's time, when it starts, like when it's when it starts to count, like, okay, but that's not the point, like, it's, it, you still have to get through the regular season to get to the playoffs. Right now, you're currently not in the playoff spot. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with this team. I know that there's people that aren't contributing the way that we would like them to. Like, I know Evgeny Malkin needs to step it up. I don't know what's going on with him, but I know he needs to be better. I know that. I wonder if he's injured, because, like, this is, that is uncharacteristic of him. I was thinking about that, but I just feel like his time on ice hasn't changed too much. And I feel like if he was injured, and even if, like, he refuses, he doesn't think it's serious enough, or the doctors don't think it's serious enough, they would at least lessen his ice time a little bit, yeah. but you don't and really see that. Minutes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know, like, I, a part of me was thinking, like, you know, when Sid came back, like, yeah, he had a couple days rest, so he was, like, ready to get back on the ice. Whereas, like, this season so far, Gino hasn't, and I don't know if it's, if, if he is hurt, I don't know. Um, But I just, like, I just, I just know that, um, I don't know, I mean, I, there's, every player goes through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And I know it's inconvenient for Gino to be going through ups and downs right now. And I know money-wise, like, you don't want your player making as much as he's making going through uh, um, going through this, like, 
drought or whatever. But I also feel like, you know, as much as we can blame the player, we can also blame the coach. And I feel like no one, I never see people blame Sullivan. Because, like, when Crosby's going through a slump or his line's not uh, scoring, you better believe his line's getting changed. Like, just in the past four games, I mean, Crosby's been playing with Jake Gensel and Phil Kessel, or Jake Gensel and Derek Broussard, or, and, like, I said this before, and I don't know if, I don't know if anybody really cared, but, like, okay, so, you move Malk, you move Kessel off Malkin's line, and then you put, you put, um, Derek Broussard on Crosby's line, and then it doesn't really work, so you move Kessel up there. Why not try Broussard on, uh, Malkin's line? Like, why are you keeping Shahan on there? He was on Malkin's line, I think, two or three games, and, like, the first, their first shift together, they scored, and then they never scored again. And granted, they had really good, um, stats, but, I mean, you're not scoring, like, when Sid's line has really good stats and they don't score, Sullivan still, uh, shakes up the line. So I just, I don't know, like, I mean, maybe he feels like Malkin needs more consistently, consistency with line mates, and, like, whereas Sid doesn't, I don't know, but I just, that's something that I'm just like, well, wait a minute what? Like, every other line gets a shake-up, but Gino's? And then, like, when you do shake-up, you don't even put, like, I'm not trying to downplay uh Riley Sheehan, but, like, Riley Sheehan's no Derek Broussard. Riley Sheehan's no Phil Kessel. Like, there were times this season that Riley Sheehan was scratched. So, but, like, yeah, no, put him on Malcolm's line. He'll help with scoring. Like, <laughs> I don't know. To me, that just sounds weird. Anyway, I mean, like, even with Brian Russ, like, why didn't you put Russ on Malkin's line? I don't know. I just, I mean, obviously that's something that I, like, focus on, but I just thought yeah. that was weird. Like, as much as we can, bl- like, blame the players, like, I think Sullivan deserves a little bit of criticism as well because, I mean, you're the coach. It's your job to, like, get this team going, get your boys going, especially when it's, like, a Malkin that needs to get going, not, like, a Russ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think Horny being out is really yeah, it's messing him up because like like he's running out of like combination. Yeah. Well, you want to know something I thought was funny, and I don't mean to cut you off, Christy. I'm sorry, but it's like remember how Daniel Sprong was like scratched all those times, and then was like, oh no, well like the left winger is he the left winger? Uh, the left winger depth right. is so deep, or right winger depth on Pittsburgh is so deep that like you know. We, like, you, like, there's no way for him to get in, in the lineup. And then as soon as they trade him, Hornquist goes out, Kessel's moved up with, uh, Crosby, and then Riley Sheehan is playing right wing on Malkin's line, where it's like, okay, you want to give Riley Sheehan three games with Malkin, but, like, when Sprung scored with Malkin, you gave him nothing. I just thought that was, I just thought that was, like, a little funny. Like, not funny, like, actually, haha, but, like, funny, like, wow, that made me angry. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I just thinking like, oh, maybe they could move Pearson and put Hags in with Walken, but we oh, don't have Oh my gosh, like, can you not? Like, that hurts me. I know. I was like, yeah. I like yeah. Pearson with Malkin. I do like, I, yeah. I, I like, yeah. I do like Pearson and Malkin together. So yeah, that loss to the Hawks, like, I think, I've seen, I saw this on Twitter, but like, I think yeah, that has to be like the worst loss of the season. In my opinion. What do you guys think? I stopped watching. <laughs> I wasn't, I was listening to it at work, 
but it's so classic Pittsburgh. Like, can never win against the Hulk. Like, and then people continue to say, wouldn't you want to see this Stanley Cup final? No! No, absolutely not. Like, I don't want heartbreak. Last night's game. <laughs> did you watch it? I did. I watched every second of it. Oh, wow. Pittsburgh fan. And, oh, I don't like to blame any individual player. But it's because he's so talented and I love him so much that when Malkin commits a turnover, I just... Yeah, you got a little like... I'm sorry. My heart can't take it. And Jake Gensel was also bothering me yesterday. He kept doing um like drop passes. And one time he dropped past it directly in front of a Blackhawk. And I was just... Oh, it was... Brian Rust didn't die for this. He did not deserve that. No. I don't know. I can't see. I, I didn't see it. I know people were mad at Malkin because I looked at my timeline and was like, all right, clock it out. But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even mad at him. And, you know, like you said, everyone has slumps. It's just inconvenient that mm-hmm. his, his is, is now. Nice. But I mean, it would be inconvenient anytime, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, it's kind of like it's more baffling right now because. He was so good these past two years. Like, these yeah. last past two years, like, he's been insane. Like, there was a run. That run last year where it was, like, literally everything he touched went in the net. So, I mean, like, I get it. And, like, I get it. Like, but I just, I don't know. Yeah. But I understand. I understand. And, I mean, 100%, the loss isn't his fault. It has very little to do with him. Yeah. It's just in general. Um. I don't know if we can do this objectively, but putting aside our personal feelings on DeSmith, how do we feel about him as a goaltender? I don't, like, that's the thing with, like, all right, so putting aside my, like, dislike for him as a person and, like, my dislike for him as, like, a goalie jumping Tristan Dari, I mean, I think he's just, like, average. Like, I mean, he's doing good now, but I don't think, like, he's not... I don't think he's, like, a starter. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, relieved when he's in that. Because, like, think about it. On the power play, I'm always scared that the, the, a puck's going to go in the net. And, like, we can blame the, we can blame the power, the power play unit saying, like, oh, my gosh. But, like, even last year, the power play unit gave up some shorthanded opportunities. It just didn't go in the net. Not that many. So, yeah. I mean, not that many, yeah. But, like, the thing about this is that, like, any good team needs needs their goalie to make a big save. Like they need it. I don't know if this I, I don't know if I trust the Smith to be that goalie that I like can rely on to make a big save. See, I sort of thought he was making big saves in the Islanders game. Which one? Yeah. The most recent one. I I guess maybe I can see that. I guess maybe I'll say I can't see him make big saves consistently. Consistently. Okay. I guess that that's where I'll change my saying. Because I don't know, yeah, I don't see that happening, but, I mean, some, it's like weird. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. And like, this, this season I've been mostly listening to the games, where it's like, if you listen to it, you swear every save that he makes is like 10 bells. Oh, yeah. That was a, literally <laughs> a, like, no other goalie could have made that save. Like, Phil Bork, who I do really enjoy, like, has to be like insane point because he's like yeah. oh my gosh like and Josh gets off and like I can't believe and I'm just like what is going on like and then when I look at the recap and they're just like I you know just 
it actually hit off his shoulder and went and went out the other way. I'm like, okay, that's is that really good? Or they're like, or they're like, oh, he makes the save and then he gave made it, he got the rebound. It's like, well, he was probably giving up a really good rebound, yeah. <laughs> so that's actually not that good of a save. But it's because he's always out of position that everything yes. he does looks big, and he yes. does this thing. Oh, whenever like if the puck like hits around him or he knocks it away and it goes behind him, he'll turn around and look. I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, so I feel like, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I feel like if he was in our best goaltender by like the numbers, I think if you if he was just the backup, then I would putting aside that he was a terrible person, I would be like okay with him because he does make the saves that you need him to make. Like, because Murray was, has been really leaky and he hasn't been making saves that he needs to make. And I think Casey has been like pretty steady, but like, have you do have a shorthanded opportunity come up that you just know he's going to let it in? But like, I feel like five on five, he's pretty, I don't know, he's pretty sound. Like, just like average. I can agree with that. I can agree with that. I mean, if he was the backup, like, I wouldn't have a problem. But it's, like, him being the starter, and then it just just creating this goalie controversy again. I'm really excited for Matt to come back, and I am doing every superstition, but he <laughs> I'm is nervous. true Matt Murray. Yeah, I'm terrified of Matt coming back. Like, I'm very scared. I wonder, like, have we seen the true Matt Murray? Like, I don't, I don't know. I hope not, because if we have, that's really that's that's. I mean, all together. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I just, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I know I'm happy Matt's back, because I don't like when he's hurt. I just, I don't like yeah. him. But I'm not. I'm still extremely nervous like regardless of mapping in the in the net or to smith i guess maybe more with matt and it's not like oh my god is he gonna is he gonna make this save it's kind of just like if he doesn't do bad like if he doesn't do good like god my timeline is gonna be yeah mess and i feel the same way about gino like has sort of occurred to me is that i feel like a lot of penguins fans especially like your yinzers are coming to terms with the fact that Sid and Malkin are like they're getting up there. Yeah, they're not gonna be here forever, and I think that that's like really scaring a lot of fans and being like, I, I think about that so much. Like, I I want I want Malkin to get his thousandth point, and I want Sid to assist on it. At least, like, I want him to be a part of it. And I worry about their legacy, like, a lot. Not not worry, because they're both, like, Hall of Fame players. But, like, I think about, like, what's going to happen to them after? And what's the team going to look like? This? Oh, but God. worse. Oh, my yeah, God. I think I, about that a lot. Yeah, I think about the Penguins post Sid and Malkin a lot. And, and like, thing, too. Yeah. Like, a part of me is, like, yeah. kind of, like, like excited for it because like 
rebuilds, if done right, can be exciting. Just not in the sense of like the on ice product. Like the the prospects and like following the draft and that's exciting. Like I mean, I can only say say that from a flyer's point of view because that's where I got my excitement from, but um but I I, I worry about the Malkin and Crosby legacy. I I, I don't worry about Sid's. I know that Sid's fine, but I worry about Malkin's every day, like all the time. It's always on the back of my mind. Is he going to get traded and he's not going to retire a penguin? Is he, oh, like, he has to. like, but that's, but hockey's a business and they say that all the time. And like, fans will trade Mac, Malkin for a bag of pucks. I've seen it. I've seen them tweet about it. And like, even Josh Yohe said, like, you know, I mean, he talked to Rutherford and was like, you know, would you like who like would you ever trade Malkin? And he said he's wasn't he wouldn't be the GM to do that. Like he knows like that I'm not have I'm not gonna be the GM that touches that. But GMs lie all the time. And like Josh he was also saying like he knew Sid was safe, but he never really knew if Malkin would be safe. And like I just feel like if Malkin continues like I know that he'll get he'll get better, but like what if he doesn't? And then like they trade him, and like. He's heartbroken, and I'm heartbroken, and not, then like, what am I gonna do? Oh. It's Gino's not on the Penguins, like, so like, I think about that a lot, and I just, I really want. I know Sid's number will get retired, but I don't know if Malkin's will get retired. It will. I, I don't, to. I don't, be, I don't, I don't believe it because like the way that Pittsburgh treated uh, Yager, like I know that's not the same as Malkin, but like you kind of always think like Mario and Yager, it's kind of like Sid and Malkin. And, like, Yager always got the short end of the stick. Like, even now, like, his jersey's not retired. And, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I know that Pittsburgh would do anything for Crosby, but I don't think that they'll do anything for Malkin. I don't know. I I worry about that a lot. Like, I mean, to the point where I've cried about it. I can't. Like, I I can't even think about them, like, not retiring together and not having their jerseys. Like, like, I get. Mokin has three I, more years on his contract, him and Latang, whereas, like, Crosby has five, and I'm just like. I can't. I can't. Latang, like, too. I think we also, like, we don't give Latang enough credit. Oh, no. <laughs> like, I wonder, like, like to just, me, it's automatic that Mokin and Crosby's jerseys be retired, but uh, yeah, I'd say Chris Latang, too. Like, in my eyes, like, and this is me being, like, absolutely sentimental, like, 87, 71, 58, 29, and 14 on Yes. Like, that Fab Five, the Fab Five, like, the three, that one three together goes into the hall. That goes into the, what is it? The Raptors. Yeah, the Raptors together. Like, I would... Sobbing. I wouldn't yeah. be emotionally okay. Like I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know. I don't know about Latang. I don't. I don't know about Latang. I mean, he he passed every other defenseman. Okay. Like, I want him to win a Norris so badly, but I feel like he's never been in the conversation enough for him, for for him to be like do. Yeah. Be like think, how like. I think. Badly. um I think if he continues this season, like I think he he definitely has to be in the conversation. 
the oh, production there. He's so good. Yeah, he's been insane. So I think that he definitely has to be in the conversation. I'm thinking about Sid and I'm getting, and I'm getting so, like, if, if Malkin ever gets traded, I don't know what I would do. I don't know. I got into hockey because of both of them and them being like so drift compatible. <laughs> like they, like if they can't be separated, they cannot yeah. be separated. I cannot deal. In my head though, I always, I always see like Sid like defending, not like defending him, but like just going to bat for for Getty if stuff like that were to ever happen. If they if they were trying to like do wrong by him, but then also Sid, yeah, Sid also toes the line. So I don't. Yeah, gosh, I I can't think about this anymore. I, don't <laughs> I feel like Sid toes the line with the NHL, but he definitely has pull like with the Penguins. Oh, so something sure. like oh, okay. jerseys being retired, or you know, yeah. Gino getting his due at the Penguin. I don't. I wouldn't worry about. Even when he got the thousand point, he was like, "I'm getting like, sorry, you couldn't get on this." Yeah. Like, what? Like, that was, like, out of... I'm like, are you insane? Like, I can't imagine the not... Okay, we need to move on. I can't I'm getting emotional. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what is going on? Okay. Alright, moving on, because this is getting... Like, we need to get away from them. So, that's a good one. Okay, so Matt Murray's back. We talked about Matt Murray. We're all happy. We're all nervous. We're all excited. We all feel like we're going to throw up. Matt Murray's back. Okay. <laughs> Means one thing. <laughs> Vomiting before the game. Excitement. <laughs> Nerve. Hockey. So, while we were away, the light of our lives, the heart of the Pittsburgh Penguins, in my opinion, um, the future, the sniper, Daniel Strong, was traded to the Anaheim Ducks for defenseman. Marcus Peterson took like a one-for-one. One. No. So, while Sprung was with the Penguins, he played 16 games this season. He had four points, four assists, so for a total of four points. But while he's with Anaheim, let's mosey on over. And I believe he has two... He's already scored two goals for them. One in a shootout. And I believe he's on their first line because they have a lot of injuries. Let's let's see. Daniel Sprung. <laughs> Daniel Sprung. Okay. Okay. So, in... Alright. So, he... In four games with them, he has one goal. Isn't bad, but he did score score in the shootout. What do we like? What do we think? I feel like a lot of Pittsburgh fans are like, "Oh, we should have kept him," but sometimes it's just not a right fit. And if he's doing well in the Anaheim system, then that's great. And you know, for whatever reason, he wasn't going to get the first and second line time that I think he thrives with mm-hmm. here in Pittsburgh. And if he can get that in Anaheim, then that's great. Um, we all knew this was going to happen that he was going to go somewhere and be wonderful. So, um, I wish him nothing but the best. I wonder, though, about, like, if they could have got more than just Pedersen, or were we just putting his value? Like, I don't know. I thought he would be more valuable than, like, a one-for-one. I think 
um after this like this season the way that his that he's played because I mean he has bad stats like with Pittsburgh this year 16 games 16 games four four points he's a minus seven yeah he doesn't have good stats and like I mean people have been following Daniel Song and like the way that the the Penguins have like just bumbling his development and like the way he's been treated he wasn't gonna get much for him and in the GMJR show that they do on Wednesdays, um, Rutherford really sounded like he was just like, I need to trade this kid because he, one, he deserves to play, and two, his stock is going to be so low that, you know, I just, I need to do something. Like, I can't get nothing for him, so I need to get something. So a one-for-one for, one for a defenseman who's been playing um, pretty pretty well here. I mean, that's the best we could have hoped for at this point. But the one thing, Kelsey, like what you were saying, I mean, I get, I like, I'm like the fans that are like, how dare they? Like, how dare they trade him? Like, we need him. And like, I get that, like, sometimes it doesn't work out, but it's like, it you should don't have. Ha- well, like, I mean, it's like kind of like we don't have prospects to just be like, oh, it didn't work out. Like, all right. Like, see ya. Well, like, good for you. Like, I hope you, I hope it works out. I also wonder how Sprung is going to do in Carlisle's system. Yeah. Carlisle's Yeah. I wish it wasn't the Ducks that he went to. Yeah. That's also a thing that I'm not. Yeah. Me too. So lastly, some injuries. Patrick Hornquist, so apparently he's not progressing on schedule, so he's still out. Um, I think he practiced with a no contract, no contact jersey, but as of right now, I don't think he'll play in the next couple, the next two games. Justin Schultz, he's predicted to return in February, which I wonder when in February, early or late, because he broke his leg, and that takes, like, months to heal, and then he has to get back in game shape. So I don't know. That's interesting. And Jesse Marshall, um, he, he tweeted about Justin Schultz today, and he was saying how everyone keeps saying the Penguins need, they need, like, help defensively, and he was like, and then they referenced, all right, his tweet was, everyone keeps saying the Penguins need help defense, defensively. In the same breath, they referenced the return of Justin Schultz. I love that Schultz. I love what Schultz has done in the offensive zone. Def- defensively, he's hemorrhaging shots and scoring chances for the better part of two years. He goes on to say, we have a tendency to ignore these defensive issues because Schultz, because Schultz does so much of the team's offense. But Schultz returning doesn't equal the Pens getting help defensively. To summarize, do we need, do the Penguins need Justin Schultz back? Yes. Does Schultz have a positive impact in the Pens' ability to mitigate shots and chances? Probably not. Do the Pens still need a defenseman that can do a forementioned task or do the forementioned task? Absolutely, yes. Okay, but does Jesse Marshall know about the power of friendship? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, think of how, like, intense Chris Letang is and how crazy he is on the ice and then just Schultz being the complete opposite of that. (laughs) It's like, it's balanced. Justin Schultz is an angel. And you know what? The Penguins need a, they need a little angel mm-hmm. sitting on their shoulder. To help. <laughs> and then the crystal take double on their <laughs> <laughs> He is, like, cause I just feel like the crystal tang is playing, um, Connor McDavid minutes. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Connor McDavid is playing Crystal Tang's minutes. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Connor McDavid has been doing this for like three, like three weeks. So you're right. My bad. Like I've been looking at, when I look at the stats, Justin, his best partner was Ian Cole. So. I mean, does Justin solve all of their problems? No. Does he also help them? Yes. Yeah. 
moving on, Dom- Dominic Simone. I I don't know if it's I forgot he was hurt. The same. <laughs> Did we ever even know what was wrong with him? I think we'll never. I guess we'll never know. All right. Well, Dominic Simone is out because he needed a break. Sometimes you don't want to be around the Penguins, and that's actually that's I fair. That I've felt that a couple times myself this season. That's fair, Dominic. We hope you get better soon. Um, finishing question. Oh yeah. As of this week, do they make the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, literally every every second it changes, like whether they're in or not. So yeah, I think yeah, I think I think they'll sneak into the playoffs. All right, everybody. I think that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. We would really appreciate it if you comment, subscribe, and reviewed our podcast, just to put it out there. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, any topics or issues you want us to talk about, please let us know. And yeah, I think that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.